following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Word Alive. I'm Kent Maddox. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm excited to share God's Word with you today. We're going to talk about destiny, our destiny, your destiny, our destiny here at Word Alive International Outreach. But just before we do, I want to make you aware that our next Transformation Weekend is coming up May 7th, 8th, and 9th. So please get out on campus if you're able to. If not, we will stream online as well. We've been having some powerful transformational weekends, and it should be awesome. Uh, As well, we've kind of shifted the way we've been doing children's ministry because we're not gathering every week on campus. And we've started what's called Kids Clubs at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, and they are fabulous. We realize that we maybe were doing children's ministry wrong. Basically, you know, dropping our children off to be trained by leaders, which was awesome, and then us coming into the main service. But since we've shifted the way we're gathering, now parents are able to come with the children, worship together, apply spiritual principles together, and then learn these spiritual principles to go home and raise our children in the spirit. It's really working. We are seeing ecclesia in the home evolve. We're seeing family altars being rebuilt. And so please get out. If you have children from the ages of, I think, five years old all the way up to uh, seniors in high school, there's something for them on these Family Sundays Kids Clubs. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Of course, we keep serving the poor, serving the broken. Our recovery ministry is exploding. If you have people that need recovery, please contact us. If you're a family member and one of your members are suffering with recovery, we'd love to minister to you. So you can just email us there on the screen. We'll be glad to reach out to you as well. We're feeding uh, meals, I think almost a thousand meals a week to our recovery members and also our community. So we're excited about all that God is doing here at Word Alive International Outreach. And so May 7th, 8th and 9th, our next Transformation Weekend. And by the way, people are asking me, uh, you know, comments like, well, so we're on, the church is only meeting once a month. No, we're believing the church is meeting every day. And so we're gathering on campus, yes, once a month for Transformation Weekends. But people are finding their way into homes, coffee shops, different aspects of ministries. Ask Holy Spirit. I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about that in a moment. But ask Holy Spirit. How does He want to lead you in this season to connect with the body of Christ? Because we believe God is bringing us into an authentic time in the kingdom of God with authentic kingdom connections. And that's how our destinies are going to unfold. Of course, we'll be talking more about that in the days ahead, but we're just excited. Now, we're going to save our giving declaration till the end today, if that's okay. I do want you to participate in your tithes, offerings, and first fruits. I'll be talking to you a little bit about that. But just before we do, and just before I begin to share God's word with you, I just just feel something by Holy Spirit today. And I've been just up about three o'clock this morning, walking around my house, praying and this old, old song's been on my heart, and I just felt like Holy Spirit, uh, you know, I'm not Brian uh, Whalen, I'm not that type of singer, but I do love worshiping the Lord, and this old song's been on my heart, and I feel like even before we share anything today, Holy Spirit would want to touch us and refresh us and bless us and even heal us and deliver us. I just believe there's people here today watching, you need a touch from God You need a touch of Holy Spirit. You may be discouraged. You may be suffering with depression. You may be battling a sickness. Your marriage may be in trouble. You may have a child that's wayward and you're praying them home. Whatever 
You need, I promise you, the Lord we serve. He is a miracle-working God. And so we just worship the Lord. This old song, O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, all glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in your precious blood. My Jesus is the Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, all glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in your precious blood. My Jesus is the Lamb of God. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the blood of Jesus today. I thank you for your presence, Jesus, I feel right now. You said where two or three of us are gathered, here you are, Lord. You are here, right here, online with us, ready to work miracles, ready to touch people. So, Lord, I just now release the manifest presence of Jesus Christ into your home, wherever you're watching, on your phone, in your car, and just that the Lord would touch you and bless you and heal you and minister to you right there where you're at. No matter what your need may be, our Jesus is the Lamb of God. His blood has taken away the sin of the whole world, and He is ready to meet our needs right now through healing and deliverance and blessings and manifestations of His presence. And so, Lord, I just thank you now that you are touching people everywhere this morning, this day, as we are watching, as we are gathered in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I feel the presence of the Lord here today, and I know the Lord is touching you. I know the Lord is touching me and encouraging me and strengthening me, and I know He's encouraging and strengthening you. I'm standing here today in front of our uh, All in Alabama exhibit in 2020. You know, we stepped into All in Alabama and believe God to begin to release a movement for an entire state. And it's been amazing to see what God did. This is the soil that we dug in 67 counties and redeemed the soil. And most of you know the story. And I just begin to think about today, and I want to release this word that there's such a sense of destiny. I feel a sense of destiny in my life like I probably never felt before. And I, I really feel like you are feeling the same sense of destiny or purpose and uh, there's a scripture that, a couple of scriptures that the Lord uh, impressed upon me this morning. Uh, Lamentations 1 and 9 says this, She did not consider her destiny, therefore her collapse was awesome. When we don't realize we've got a destiny, when we don't realize we've got a purpose, and we don't step into it and walk in it, then our lives are destined for destruction because God has a path. And on that path is His path. And the whole universe is working around us on that path. And so when we start walking against it, we start facing all these obstacles and all this destruction and all these calamities. That's why uh, I believe it was Paul the Apostle when Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus. And he says, why do you keep kicking against the pricks? Why do you keep going against 
my purpose and my destiny for your life. And I just really believe that in the time we're living in, God is awakening people to a destiny, to a purpose. In other words, before you were born, God planned a destiny and a purpose for you to walk in. And this is what people are awakening to today, not to religion, not even to Christianity or church, but to the purposes of God. Yes, through Christianity and through church, but Christianity church is supposed to be a vehicle in which you and I connect to our God-given destinies and our God-given purposes. And so I believe it's time we really understand what that is. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people perish. Where there is no understanding of destiny, where there is no understanding of prophetic purpose, people actually perish. And so I'm standing here today in Coldwater, Alabama. Now, whether you live in Alabama or not, uh, doesn't matter because if you're connected with us at Word Alive, you're part of this tribe, you're part of our destiny. And I just wanted to make sure that we clearly understand how powerful and how important our destiny is together here at Word Alive International Outreach. I grew up on this property, and I've told the story many times, but it's worth telling again today. Walked away from God on this property at 16 years of age and said, God, if you'll let me go enjoy the world, I'll come back and serve you later. And wound up in drug addiction and way away from God and walking outside of my destiny, and therefore my collapse was awesome. But thank God, destiny never dies. No matter how much iniquity we find ourselves in, no matter how many destructive habits we find ourselves in, sooner or later the seed of destiny will break the husk of iniquity and we will walk in our God-given purpose or destiny. I like to say it like this, you can get there by revelation or tribulation. I'd much rather get there by revelation than tribulation. But God began to deal with me. And yes, even in that environment and even in that culture, I met Beverly, my wife, and God connected us supernaturally. Why? We had a destiny. God showed Beverly me driving in her car from Virginia to North Carolina with enough cocaine to put her in prison for life as a drug dealer. And God showed her me and showed her, her and sh showed her me and herself preaching the gospel to thousands of people, showing her her destiny. Yes, even then. And long story short, we wound up back here in Alabama. I, my health had collapsed and basically wound up. I found the Lord. Bev got saved. We wound up moving to Orlando, Florida, served Pastor Benny Hinn for 10 years. Most of you know our story. But after Pastor Benny released us to travel, we ministered all over the world. We're living in Orlando, Florida, and the Lord woke me up early one morning and said these words to me. He said, actually, let me back up a minute. I, the Lord actually allowed me to have gallbladder problems. Now, I know that sounds crazy because it went against my theology, but I had been healed of a gallbladder issue, and then all of a sudden it came back. And I used the same scriptures I'd been healed with before to apply it to that situation, but it didn't work. And early that morning, the Lord woke me up and he said, I'm sorry I had to allow my eagle, me, an eaglet, to sit down and quit flying. I realized after studying that eagles and chickens don't have teeth. They ingest stones and the stones get in their crawl and it digests their food. But if they get a stone too big, it sets them down where they can't fly. And the Lord said to me, I'm sorry I had to put a stone in your crawl to set you down so you'd quit flying so I could talk to you because it will be detrimental to my purposes my kingdom purposes, and it will be detrimental to your life and family if you don't get up and move to Alabama. And at that time, I had no idea what that meant other than I knew God had spoke to me. 
So we put our house on the market. It had been on the market many times without any bite. As soon as it went on the market, two days later it sold. Two weeks later we're packed up and boom, we're in Alabama. Had no clue what we were supposed to do here, just knew we were obeying God to come to Alabama. Well, that was 1998. A couple of years later, the Lord spoke to us to establish Word Alive International Outreach. We knew that to be an apostolic training center, but it began to take on the form and began to take on the, the flavor of church, which has been awesome the last 20 years. But I'm going to tell you what's really happened. And I showed you last week some prophecies by uh, Neville Johnson, but these prophecies by him and Sadhu Sundar to me are more alive right now in our journey than ever before because I'm realizing that you and I, we're not just called to establish a local church. It's awesome. I love what God does right here in Oxford, Alabama, in Coldwater. It's amazing. But God has actually destined us to baptize a state, absolutely a whole state to come under the jurisdiction of the Spirit of the Lord and to see a state saved. Can you believe that that's our destiny, that's our purpose? And so when I began to re-watch these prophecies, I began to realize that in 2007, 14 years ago, God was not just prophesying to you or to me or to our church. In actuality, when I look across this video, you'll see in just a moment, I see people that aren't even here anymore. And you wonder, why aren't the people here? Well, you know, it's interesting. When Jesus ascended to heaven, it says 500 saw him ascend. 500 people. Here's what he told them. He said, go to Jerusalem and wait on me. Now, isn't this interesting? Go to Jerusalem and wait on me because I'm going to pour out the Holy Spirit and I'm going to baptize you there. So check this out. 500 people physically saw Jesus ascend. And he said, go wait on me because I'm going to do something. And only 120 wound up in the upper room. I've often thought 380 people saw Jesus himself ascend, but didn't believe what he said he was going to do and didn't get part, getting, become part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And so when I look, I'm thinking, the Lord spoke 14 years ago about what he was going to do, told us to wait, and we've been waiting for 14 years. But you know what? I believe the tribe that God has sent us is right here, right now, and God is ready to fulfill those prophecies. I want to take you quickly to this uh, prophecy from Sadhu. Now, let me just, uh, just kind of set the groundwork for, here for you. In that afternoon that you'll see in this meeting prior to the night service, I had had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I actually saw the Lord and he visited me and handed me. He had a robe on with keys around his waist. He took them off and he handed them to me and then walked out of the room. It was a prophetic experience, whether it was physical, spiritual. I can't tell you other than I experienced it. That evening, nobody knew that I'd had that experience. That evening, Sadhu prophesied that he saw the Lord putting his hand upon me and handed me a bunch of golden keys. Exactly what had happened that afternoon. Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing. I, I, I screamed like a girl, but I was overwhelmed because I knew I had had an encounter with the living Jesus, the living Christ. And he went on to prophesy about you and about me and the state of Alabama and what God wanted to do. I want you to check this out, and then I want to come back, dig into that just a little bit, and share just a bit more with you. So watch this. Pastor Ken, please take two steps to the front. The Lord Jesus Christ shows me, my dear pastor, because you have been humble and willing to open your heart 
to the mysteries of heaven to the secrets of god god has chosen you and god has chosen this church to make his glory known in a greater dimension if you be willing o men of god if you be willing and can be willing god desires to establish a base camp in this region to affect the pulling down of the enemy strongholds and to send forth god's earthly army land force all throughout this land and as i'm speaking these words to you pastor i see the army of god just like soldiers who the land force soldiers will go into every nook and corner of a land or to occupy territory angels of god armed like soldiers warring angels are going in every nook and corner to recapture enemy territory if you be willing my servant to establish a house of prayer a house of worship that will create an atmosphere for my glory to abide in your midst surely i will visit you and your people in a new way as moses and the israelites saw my glory so will i manifest my glory and let me describe to you pastor kent how you can see the glory of god manifested in your midst when you are willing you will see like a ball of sun a ball of light and within the ball of light the son of god standing there like made of light thank you wonderful jesus and if you be willing o man of god angels of god will come in and go out in your midst for there is something that you are doing that pleases the heart of god very much in that that you care for the poor because you care for the poor you have pleased the heart of god what you do not know is this pastor in this land before you came and took possession of this land there were many many saints who had prayed here prayed here and shed tears of blood to water this land that the righteousness of god shall arise and even long long time ago i do not know your history but i'm telling you by revelation 
what the Lord is showing me right now. There were even many martyrs who had laid down their lives here, buried in this land, for the glory of God to be established. Not only in this land, but I see the whole state of Alabama. The whole state of Alabama seemed to be carved out and marked out, reserved unto God. If you be willing, my dear pastor, and establish the presence of God here, you will see the glory of God in a new dimension. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. Lift up your hands to the throne of God and bless his holy name. If you all don't mind, shall we all kneel down, please? Thank you, wonderful Jesus. I see the Lord Jesus Christ standing in our midst right now. And Pastor Kent, the Lord Jesus Christ appears before you. And his right hand he places upon your head. And with his other hand, he's putting a bunch of keys in your hand. And the Lord Jesus tells you, my dear pastor, if you be willing, you shall create places for these my just ones to walk in your midst. He has been given keys to open the doors of God, to open the portals for the glory of God to come in your midst. Thank you, wonderful Jesus. And as the door is opened in heaven, as the doors in the temple in heaven are open, as you open the door on this earth, the glory of God that comes out of the temple of God will flood into this earthly door that you will open. I see, my dear pastor, your arms being strengthened, your hands being strengthened as these golden keys are placed in your hands. Your hands being strengthened to do this work of the Lord. For you shall be given a mouth to speak a mouth to preach that you have not known before. And your legs will be strengthened to go to new places, to announce the good news of God, and to pull down the strongholds of the enemy, and to establish beachheads for the glory of God, to open territories, to open the strongholds of the enemy in the nations for the glory of God to rush in. Thank you, wonderful Jesus.
but the Lord Jesus tells you pastor fear not I am with you I shall be with you throughout the ends of the age I shall establish your goings out and your comings in and all that who shall follow you they shall all be blessed thank you wonderful Jesus wow I will never forget that day 14 years ago this month I believe is when that prophecy occurred I just want to highlight some things keys glory power Alabama serving the poor beachheads prayers that have gone before us to prepare the way for this to happen. Word Alive International Outreach becoming a house of worship, a house of prayer, and beachheads being established in Alabama and in other parts of the world for the glory of God to manifest and strongholds to come down. And in every nook and cranny, he said in Alabama, God would send forth his land-forced army. I believe that's exactly where we are right now. We have committed ourselves. I know it was a drastic shift for many of us to say, we're just going to quit gathering every week. We're going to quit doing what we know to do and say, God, we're ready to see what you want to do. We're ready to step into our destiny and step into our purpose. And so we've made some radical shifts and changes, but it's in preparation. I want you to get a revelation today. We started with the scripture that unless you get a revelation, we don't walk it out. We don't have a prophetic revelation. I'm asking God to give you a revelation today that it's not just about you or me, but it's about a state. It's about a nation. It's about a move of God. It's about the glory of God rushing in and bringing forth God's kingdom purposes in our lives. He's given us keys. We've been given authority to unlock heaven and make heaven available in the earth. We've been given glory by God, the goodness of God to manifest in our midst as you and I go into every nook and cranny. We're not going in our own authority. We're going with the keys of heaven. We're going with the glory of God as our portion and we're called to a state. He said, I saw, I see the entire state of Alabama carved out, marked out for the glory of God. And it starts with you and it starts with me getting a revelation of our destiny and of our purpose. In Matthew 16, we see so powerfully Jesus, just before he's about to go to the cross, shifts the church. He's been with the disciples for three years now, three and a half years, and they've walked with him. They've seen him work. They've seen him minister. They've seen him, seen him function, but he's ready to launch the church, the ecclesia. And we see in Matthew 16, a very powerful moment at Caesarea Philippi, Jesus is ready to do something brand new. Now, here's what's interesting. Caesarea Philippi was one of the darkest places on the earth. It's actually where they worship the God of Pan. It's where we get the word pandemic. It's the God of Pan, the God of pandemic, the God of panic, pandemonium. In the, this dark place, Jesus, at the very end of his life and ministry, is about to do something brand new. And he's wanting his disciples to get a hold of it. They've been walking with him. They've been journeying with him. They've been hearing his word. They've been seeing him move. But now he's ready to release them into the ecclesia. He chooses, isn't it interesting, where they worship the God of Pan pandemic. Do you not think it's ironic or maybe destiny that we have just come out or we are coming out and coming through a pandemic? 
and Jesus is doing something brand new. He's speaking to us that it's time to shift. He's, he's getting us ready. He's awakening us. He's preparing us for something that he's about to do. So how does it come? Well, Jesus comes to his disciples. I hope you know the story in Matthew 16. He says, who do men say that I am? People, you're Elijah, you're John the Baptist, so you're, you're this prophet, you're, Jer you're Jeremiah, these type things. But then he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? Peter said, I say you are Christ, the son of the living God. What happened? All of a sudden, Peter taps into what God is doing and gets a revelation of the ecclesia. Jesus says, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. In other words, you can't get that from a preacher. You can't get that from a pastor. You can't get that from reading a book. You can't that, get that from going to a conference. Heaven gave Peter that revelation. Jesus said, on this revelation, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth would be loosed in heaven. This is what, where we're at right now. I really believe, Holy Spirit, you've got to get a revelation. I've got to have my revelation. No longer is it about I'm a part of a church or I'm, you know, I'm joined a church or I'm part of this denomination. This is not what God's doing right now. God is, yes, we've been a part of church. We've been a part of denomination. We've walked with Jesus, but he's ready to do something brand new. And we've got to get a download from heaven. That's my prayer today, that you get a download from heaven of who Jesus really is and then who you are. Because it says when Peter realized who Jesus was, he said, no longer will you be called Simon, but you will be called Peter. And on this rock, I will build my ecclesia. Once we get a download from heaven of a destiny, of what we're a part of, then we realize who we are. Didn't you hear Sadhu? He said, all that follow me will be blessed. In other words, we're going into uncharted territory and we can't go there with you trusting me. We can only go there with all of us trusting him, that he's leading us and he's guiding us in a supernatural way. And I believe Ecclesia, the revelation that we've received from Dr. Ed Silvoso, again, in a supernatural dream, I was connected to him. This is the message that you and I are to carry to the state of Alabama. We're to go into every sphere of society, education, marketplace, media, business, government, every arena with what? The manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles. God is raising up an army of believers right now to literally, I believe, go into every nook and cranny in the state of Alabama. And not only Alabama, but the, the prophecies over the state is once Alabama begins to build this prototype, then it will begin to turn and it will begin to turn other states and it will begin to turn other nations. This is where we are right now. Now, isn't it interesting because some of us have start, started stepping into this, asking God for this revelation, moving in it. Isn't it interesting though, we've got to stay with it and hang on to it because Peter gets a revelation. Two verses later, Jesus begins to explain, I'm about to go to the cross and die and leave the kingdom with you. Jesus, Peter rebukes Jesus and says, you can't do that. That's not the way that's supposed to happen. Jesus said, Peter, he actually said, I rebuke you, Satan. Satan, get behind me. Peter, you don't know what mindset you're in. It's so easy. This spoke to me this morning. It's so easy to get pulled back into an old mindset. All of a sudden, we get a new revelation. All of a sudden, we get a new inspiration from God. But our old mindset 
begins to try to pull us back into what it used to be instead of what God is doing right now. I just ask Holy Spirit right now to break off all old mindsets from me, from you, about what it used to be, what God used to be doing, and now release a fresh revelation of what does it mean right now for us to be the ecclesia in the earth. I believe it looks like you walking with God, me walking with God. You know, many people said, well, Ken, aren't you afraid that, you know, if you only gather once a month that people won't give? I'm not afraid. Why? Because I only want people to give who's got a revelation. We don't want you to give because you're coming here. We don't want you to give because you feel obligated to a place. We want you to give because you got a revelation. You got a revelation about what your destiny is, what the destiny of this place is. And so you give out of revelation. People say, well, Aren't you, aren't you afraid that people will, you know, go start other works in other churches? I'm like, glory to God, I hope so, especially if they got a revelation. People are like, well, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to gather? How we, what are we supposed to do on the Sundays that we're not at Word Alive? Get a revelation. This is, what, this is the power of this thing. For so long, we've been wanting a pastor to tell us what to do, a person to tell us what to do, but the Lord is wanting to tell you what to do in this season, how to gather, how to worship, who to connect with with the body of Christ. And as we do, I'm telling you, the manifest presence of Jesus and unusual miracles are going to begin to occur, and we are stepping into this 14-year-old prophecy, I believe, right now in this season in a super natural way. The ecclesia is arising and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We were recently in a powerful meeting here at the Global Conference with Dr. Ed Silvoso and Chuck Pierce commissioned us, you and I, and if you weren't here, you didn't get to see it, I really wanted you to, to grab a hold of this anointing. He commissions us into the ecclesia as a prophet. Ed seals this with an apostolic blessing and commissions and releases you and I into the state of Alabama to literally apostolically father and mother the state of Alabama and carry the state of Alabama in our hearts to see this prophecy fulfilled. And so I want you to check that out. You're going to actually receive an anointing uh, as Chuck and Ed minister, and then I'll be back and we'll close this out. Watch this. You're going to be blessed. saying, upon this rock I will build my church, my ecclesia. That was a term. It's, it's, it's governmental in its gathering aspect. And it's not a church the way we've made church. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible uh, dynamic of saying, I'll gather you so you rule in new ways. I will bring you into the fullness of this rule. I will cause you to understand this mystery that I'm prophesying right now as you keep moving forward today. I speak that over Alabama right now. I speak that over all of you listening that, that is out, that's out there on the web. You're, the, the portal there is Alabama, but it's coming to you. You are going to be part of decoding this mystery still today, the mystery of the ecclesia. Now, I want to say this to you. 
We must start looking at our regions and how our ecclesias are gathering together, how we're relating to each other. We're at a place of promise. God's doing the same thing again. He's restoring this call to the ecclesia. Ed, I appreciate you and all of you that are there helping to restore this call to the ecclesia. I want to say to you, we are in an unfolding moment. Alabama, get ready to be unfolded. Get ready to advance. Get ready for your voice to be communicated. Get ready for your model to go forth. I send you forth into this new era. You are known. You're, you're, uh, the definition of Alabama is thicket clearing. I say right now out of Alabama, you will clear the thickets. You will cut through swamps. You will even cause highways to be reformed. You'll find ways to get to the fullness of God's plan right now. I send you forth into your next phase of fullness. I say let revelation rest on that state and let an unfolding of what needs to come, come. I say by the end of January, you're gaining your next steps for uh, the movement ahead. By April, you're stepping. And by November, you have said, here is a new model for this nation. And the expression of glory is coming. I say to you, there will be 10 curses fully broken across that state, representing generations that allowed an infiltration. This is a day where the plumb line of God is coming down over Alabama and you will advance. I send you forth into a new manifestation of ecclesia based upon the words that were spoken at Caesarea Philippi. Take us into the future. Woo! Come on, stand up with me, will you? I want to have Dr. Ed to come up in the apostolic office. He's been teaching us and blessing us, but now we want him to step in his apostolic office. He's going to be a part of joining the apostolic and the prophetic, and he's going to lead us in a moment to explain kind of what we're about to do. As, as we get ready, he'll give us the scriptural basis, and then James and I will begin. There's a sound that has to be released. There's a gate that has to be opened, and there's angels that have to be a activated to move us into this next season to make room for the apostolic decree to be released to bring the word of the kingdom here. Folks, we are about to commission Alabama, an entire state, as an ecclesia. That has never happened before, but the foundation has been laid down. Every county has an ecclesia, authorities confess Jesus. And so we are going to join the prophetic with the apostolic and commission Alabama as a statewide ecclesia. But let me put it in perspective. Apostles don't hear God as much as they read God. You know, we hear the expression first apostles and then prophets. That 
is correct and is not correct. The word apostle doesn't show up in the Old Testament. It's only prophets. But then in the New Testament, the first person that used the word prophets and apostles was the Lord Jesus. And he put it in that order. First prophets, then apostles. Because he was addressing Israel. And he told them, you will not receive it. When the ecclesia was established, Paul wrote and says, first apostles and then prophets, but only after the ecclesia was established. Peter wrote, you do well to remember the words of the prophets and the commands of the apostles. And right there you have, they are peers in office, but not in government. The prophet prophesies, but the apostle has the authority for government. Mm. And that's why as an apostle, I welcome the transition from the prophetic. Because when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, he operated as an apostle of the ecclesia, but he established his credibility by quoting a prophet. Joel. So you see, the prophet came first, then the apostle. When Paul was not recognized as an apostle, a prophet called Agabus came and he prophesied about a worldwide pandemic that opened the way for Paul and Barnabas to go to Jerusalem with an offering. And at that moment, they were given the right hand of fellowship as apostles but they were introduced to that by the prophets. Wow. Then they went to Antioch, and the Bible says that they were teachers and prophets, but not apostles. And the prophets spoke, or God spoke, and they released Paul, and Paul became a, an apostle to the Gentiles with the door opened by a prophet. And later on, when he has filled it all from Jerusalem all the way to Illyricum, and he ran out of his space, it's another prophet, Agabus, that comes and takes the belt of Paul, wraps himself around, and declares the man whose belt this is will be bound, blah, blah, blah. And people began to weep and cry because they were responding with their soul. But Paul, that had the authority for government, says, chill down, you guys. I know what he's saying because he's sending me to Rome and from Rome wow. to Spain. Woo. You see, when you don't have the ecclesia, you need the prophets. But once you have the ecclesia, the apostle first and the prophet second wow. come there. So what we are about to do here now is to acknowledge the word of the prophet and we are going to release the apostolic and I declare that Alabama being commissioned as a statewide ecclesia <laughs> from this moment on Woo! the apostles have the anointing for government Woo! you see the prophet has the anointing to foresee it and that's why they have made mistakes. They see it, they declare it, everybody's mesmerized, but they don't have the anointing for government. 
And that's why they burn people and they change stuff. But you can recognize an apostle because his stuff has stayed with him for years. So what we are doing now with Ken in the middle, we are joining hands and you're representing Chuck and us representing the apostolic. And Ken as an apostle, we are joining. We as apostles receive the prophetic word that spotted Alabama as a church-wide ecclesia. And we establish the government of Alabama as an apostolic government. And now the prophet is subject to the apostle because now you have the church established and the apostle comes first. And so as an apostle, this is what I decree, this is what I acknowledge, and we say, Alabama, rise up. You are an ecclesia in Jesus' name. <laughs> wow. Did you receive that? What a powerful impartation. The ecclesia is built on the apostles and prophets. You were just commissioned by an apostle and a prophet into this new season, into this destiny of the ecclesia. Chuck prophesied that in January of this year, it would begin, and it has. In April, we would be stepping, and by November, we would be presenting a prototype to the state of Alabama. This is our time. This is our season. Receive a revelation today of who you are in God and who you are in God's ecclesia. You are powerful. I'm seeing these stories manifest. I was just with a group in Cherokee County this week, and this is just a... Uh, uh, a little first fruits of how this is manifesting the mindset. I was meeting there and there was a first grade teacher. She teaches 17 first graders. Can you imagine? She's just gone through the Ecclesia Accelerator, the course that we've made available online. She got a revelation. I'm an Ecclesia. Yes, I, I'm part of a church, but, but I'm pastoring 17 first graders. And she got a revelation that every time she writes a note on their paper, it should be led by the Spirit of God. That when she brings correction, it should be by the Spirit of God. And she began to realize that she has authority in that arena. That when she sends home artwork and papers to the home, that's just like Paul who said aprons that, that, that he touched his body, brought transformation, delivered demons, and brought healing. She's praying over their papers and over their artwork when they go home and hang it on their refrigerator in their house that the Spirit of God would just begin to manifest on that family as they walk back and forth across to that refrigerator realizing she has the authority as the ecclesia Every nook, every cranny, every school, every government office. Can you dream with me what can happen when we realize the revelation of who we are, a son, a daughter of God with the authority and the keys of the kingdom, and we begin to step into this? I'm telling you, God is ready to move supernaturally in our lives in this season. This is our time in Jesus' name. Our next Transformation Weekend, Dr. Ed Silvoso will be here with us on the Sunday. Both services, May night. It's Mother's Day. We'll be celebrating that, but you need to come. There's going to be an impartation, especially if you are getting a revelation from God about the ecclesia. So that's this coming May 7th, 
8 and 9th, our next Transformation Weekend on May 9th, two services, 9 and 11. Don't miss it. If you're getting a revelation about this today, if you're connected, if you're saying, I am one that's called to follow this movement, make sure and get out on campus if at all possible. If not, watch online because it will be the next uh, level. It will be the, the, the next installment as we step into this revelation in this season and begin to function as the ecclesia in the state of Alabama. I'm going to tell you what, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit today. Holy Spirit has been so faithful to be here with us today. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me today. If you have any thoughts, questions, please email me, kent at wordalive.org. Love to communicate with you. Last but not least, we do want to give, but we want to give out a revelation, not out of obligation. We want to give out of a revelation Offering God our first, offering God our tithes and offerings out of a revelation. This is the Melchizedek principle. Abraham met King Melchizedek and got a revelation. He's the king of righteousness and gave him a tenth of all. This You, you shouldn't even be tithing if you don't have a revelation. Don't do it out of obligation, only out of revelation. And that has nothing to do with coming on campus every week. That's you're connected with a tribe that's got a destiny. And so I just say right now, we're going we're gonna to do this giving declaration out loud. I want to say a final prayer. Let's say it together. We are giving out of love and thankfulness for all the Lord has done. By our giving, we have taken a step into an abundant place of His supply. Therefore, we declare and decree the promise of double portion provision is released over this place, people, and region. I say the whole state of Alabama. To God be the glory and praise forevermore. Amen and amen. I release the spirit of destiny on you today. I say, Lord, let this word go forth right now. Let it go forth to every nook and cranny. Lord, let people be motivated to share this right now with those they know are called with a purpose and a destiny. And I say, now let destiny come alive. Let the husk of iniquity be broken off of us. Let new mind skins form. Let new wine skins form. And let destiny arise like never before. Now I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be open, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be imparted to you right now, that you know the hope of your calling, the riches of the inheritance that's on the inside of you, and the power that's been made available to you through Jesus Christ. I say now, step into your destiny as the ecclesia and let's fulfill the destiny here at Word Alive International Outreach in the state of Alabama. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I love you guys very much. It's been a great joy to be here with you today. I know, Holy Spirit, we will look back. This is a significant prophetic moment together here that we've had online. I thank God for technology. I thank God for our media, 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 media guys that are here with us to help uh, make this happen. We so appreciate them. I love you guys very much. We'll see you next week online and then May 7th, 8th and 9th for our Transformation Weekend. Be blessed. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.